Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight. We got Rob. Hey, everybody. It's Rob. And we got Donnie. Hey, everybody. It's Donnie. And we got special guest, Kat. Hello. So first off, how are, is everybody doing tonight? Good. Pretty good. Great. <laughs> I made you guys play Demonologist, and you are not liking me very much. <laughs> it was very amusing to watch. Ugh. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I just died every time. <laughs> I just got the game for myself, so I'll have to learn how it works. Pretty much the same what? exact way as Phasmophobia. Just, you gotta learn how some of the tools work, I guess. Hmm. And there's just a lot more interactable things that are, like, jump scary, I guess. So. But, yes. Uh, anyway, this week we're gonna be talking about the D&D movie, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. Um, it's been out quite a while now, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch it. Um, also, uh, I think, you know, it, it's been out long enough. I, I, I almost feel kind of bad that we haven't done it sooner. Um, but still. Uh... Kat, you saw it while I was in the theater, yeah? Yes, I went opening night. <laughs> Did you nice. get one of those cool, like, dice bucket I, things? I have two of them. Oh. <laughs> you know, I could. I tried to look online and see if I could just order one, and they're not even selling them online. No, but people are reselling them and marking them up like crazy. Yeah, I know. I just really wanted one. Dump a bunch of dice into or something. Be like my little dice bucket. But, um, so what was you, let's, let's, we'll talk about the premise of the movie, but what was your, what was your initial reaction walking into the theater and then walking out of the theater? Like, did it, did it, did you set a high bar for it or did it, did it meet all of your expectations or blow them out of the water? Um, I, I did end up setting a little bit of a high bar. Just, I got really excited about it, and I haven't been excited for a movie in the theaters in a while. Okay. And it didn't fall short or anything. I I enjoyed it. Felt it was a little fast at points, but it, it came all together really well for me. Okay. Uh, Donnie, what about you? Did you, did you, before watching it, did you have any type of expectation of of this movie like did you set the bar high did you have a low bar going into this i intentionally kept my bar low just not that the previous dungeons and dragons movies weren't good they just weren't great well so i just kept my bar low going into it and i loved it so it worked i mean me personally that's obviously my opinion 
That, that's that true. That's true. I mean, well, like, I mean, I watched them and, you know, I, I saw them multiple times. So I can't say that they were terrible movies, but. Me neither. They, I, uh, I, I think if you're a D&D fan, you're going to enjoy them just for what they are. And this movie being for, set. Es- especially know. for its time period. You know? Yeah. I was very excited to have a movie with current CGI levels for the yeah. D&D. Like, I was uh, hopeful. Rob, what about you? Where where did you set your bar going into this movie? Very low. Was that because of the previous D&D movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and did this... The, see, I also set my bar really low for that same reason. Uh, and this one blew just blew everything out of the water. It, it 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 exceeded my expectations more than I could have hoped for. Um what was your what was your thoughts going out like after watching it, Rob? Uh I mean it I found it pretty like uh can't think of the word but like it basically i i found it very uh i get what i expected a a a D movie to be like it was closer way closer to the mark than anything ever has been so far right <clears throat> all right um so uh, let's go let's go around one more time and say cat who was your favorite character in this movie? I really liked the uh, druid. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, the druid who was... Uh, what was her name? It started with a D, I think. Doric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donnie, who was your favorite? Oof. It's been a while, so my initial feelings are not here anymore, but I'm going to have to say probably the druid... No. No, what was she, a barbarian? Holga? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably my favorite. Uh, Rob, what about you? Um, yeah, probably Holga, too. Okay, yeah, mine was also Holga. Uh, Doric definitely came in at a very close second to me because Doric was part of one of my favorite scenes. Um, but Holga overall, I don't know. I guess it's just my love of, of playing barbarians in D and D and she really encompassed what I envision a barbarian being like. Um, plus she had the tavern brawler feet. You could tell she was (laughs) using all sorts of things as weapons that aren't weapons. Um, Kat, do you have a favorite moment or scene? that really stands out to you? Uh, not not that I can remember. It has been a little while since I last saw it. Okay, that's fair. Donnie, do you? Uh, I same situation, say, but I, I, I will say the, the grouping of scenes, just seeing them attempting to be accurate to the lore of spells and like the black dragon actually spewed out the acid stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Instead of the flames, like yep. just seeing them being accurate to the lore, it, all of the scenes where things were how they're supposed to be really made me happy. Okay. Uh, Rob, do you have any favorite scenes or, or any that really stood out 
Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, I liked when they used the, the gelatinous cube to escape. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Uh, I liked when they were being chased by the very fat dragon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the well. Uh, well, spoilers for saying like, well, I mean, people should know by now. We do spoilers. Uh, two more were when um, he's trying to put the helmet on, and the guy's just like, nope, and then he just gets blown across like the beach. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he's trying and to then, tune, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the one where like they're, they're at the end where they all pretend to be frozen, but they're not really, and they're just like, hey. <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, so I have two. The two that really, really got me was when they used the uh minor illusion to have Edgar or or whatever Edgar uh <laughs> singing and whatnot and then then the whole illusion started to like warp and melt and oh yeah that was good too edgin that's his name edgin edgin uh and then the second one was after the scene that rob just said when they're all like pretending to be frozen uh and doric as the owl bear slams that evil sorceress lady back and forth and then edgin's like i I think I, i think you got her and then Doric looks down and then just like beats her head into the concrete a couple more times really fast and then just flings her up into a building. <laughs> I, those are two of my favorite moments. <laughs> uh, another one I thought of is the very beginning where they use the Eric Hawker guy to escape. And then, oh, but as they're like flying out the window, the guy was like, wait, we were going to let you go. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> poor, poor Jarnathan. <laughs> um... Has that jogged anyone? Has that jogged Cat or Donnie's memories at all as to if anything else stood out? Or are we just naming all the cool points now? <laughs> I think you covered them all. Yeah. Um. So, essentially, the premise of this movie is there is a bard played by Chris Pine. It's Ed, Ed, Edgin Dervis. Um, he is part of the Harper's Society. This is actually take this ta- this takes place in in the D and D world of uh, Baldur's Gate, Faerun. Faerun. Um, is Zorkos part of that? Yep. And uh, they he has he has a group of people and. He decides, you know, as he's locking away all of these bad guys and doing his thing, um, he locks away a red wizard of Thay, who ends up coming back, tracking his house down, and killing his wife. And so he decides to leave the Harpers, and he realizes, um, once he finds his daughter hidden away in a wall... Which, I mean, that's poor parenting. Who just puts their daughter in a wall? Mm. Um, but they decide, he decides that, you know, w- what's the point of, you know, doing all this hard work and trying to do good for such little pay where they can barely scrape by when you can just steal stuff? And so he kind of forms like a little band of, of 
you know, thieves with uh, Michelle Rodriguez character Holga Kilgore, uh, who plays the barbarian. And then there was Simon Amar, who plays the uh, the sorcerer, the wild magic sorcerer. Um, and then Hugh Grant playing Forge. I don't remember his last name. Uh, who is like, I believe he's a rogue. Um, and then his daughter, uh, is, doesn't have a class, but she has a a dope ass amulet that allows her to turn invisible all the time. Um, but in any case, they get, they get wind of like this tablet, uh, the tablet of reawakening, I think it's called. And it's in a Harper stronghold and they break in and they try to steal it, but it's trapped and they get caught. But then the, the wizard that's with them casts like time stop and only Edgin and Holga actually end up getting caught. Um, Edgin throws the tablet to, uh, Forge and tells him to, you know, take Kira, I think her name is. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Edgin's daughter and protect her. Um, that's essentially the backstory. And then it leads into the opening scene where they break out of the prison, uh, Edgin and, and Holga, which Rob just kind of briefly mentioned. They end up using Jonathan, who's an Eric Cochran diving out a window. Um, yeah. And then they go back and they find they find out that uh, you know Forge is now running. Uh, what city was it? I don't think it was Baldur's Gate. Uh, Neverwinter. That's what it was. He was the Lord. Uh, of I thought it was that, but that seemed like it was too big of a city for that to be no. the case. Neverwinter is a big major city. That's what I meant. I thought it was too big of a city for that guy to be in charge of. Oh, yeah. No, he becomes Lord of Neverwinter. Um, uh, just real quick. I think you skipped the part where... Oh, I skipped a lot of parts, probably. Well, just while he was the Harper, he, he did start stealing because he thought, like, you know, why can't we... Because they were escorting, like, a mage out of the place that they had arrested, and he takes something. Yeah, but you don't find he... that out until later on in the movie. No, you find that out at no. the beginning. This is the story he tells when they're Try before while they're trying to yeah. stall to get Jonathan. Yeah, he explains that the Red Wizard of Thay that he just arrested got out and hunted down his family and extracted revenge, but he wasn't there and he couldn't get there in time. You don't find out till later when he's talking to the Paladin guy that it's because he stole a piece of gold or whatever, one of the coins, and that the Red Wizards of Thay can magically track their currency. Well, no, I know. I wasn't going to say that part. I was just saying that. He- about the part where they came to kill his family. I didn't think you mentioned that part. Yeah, I did. And then his oh, daughter okay. was hidden in the wall. Okay. I, for, I must not have heard that for whatever reason. Go ahead. Proceed. Oh, Sorry. You're just not listening to me. Yep. I'm boring you today. Yeah. Um, in any case, suck. in any case, they go and meet with Forge. Forge seems really nice. Forge is definitely the charismatic character that... I mean, you like him, you hate him, and then you love to hate him. Uh, and I think, honestly, I think Forge is probably one of my favorite antagonists in a film 
because he has that type of charisma. Um, he's not just like outwardly evil until he feels like he can't carry on, you know, pretending anymore, you know. Uh, but they meet with him. They find, you know, Edgin sees his daughter. His daughter thinks that he was just away in jail because he got caught because all they were doing was stealing, you know, more and more valuables. That's all it was for. Uh, she had no idea that it was for this tablet to try to bring her mother back um, because Forge has been filling her head with lies. And so she ends up leaving the chamber and then Forge pretty much just says, yeah, you know, I'll take care of her. You know, it's kind of cool being a dad and uh, this, that, and the other thing, which just pisses Edgin off. And then they find out that that red wizard uh, that hired them for the job to begin with or whatnot, um, the one that cast Time Stop, was still working with Forge. Um, so then he ex he essentially takes tells his guard, hey, bring them back to... Uh, the prison up in, you know, outside of north of Neverwinter, up in the uh, wintry wastes, and make sure to collect the bounty. And then the Red Wizard, when he leaves, the Red Wizard tells the guard to just kill them. Uh, that's where the scene happens, where they essentially break free. They beat the Holga. I was going to say they, but it's more Holga. Beats the piss out of all these guards in this alleyway. Um... The whole time, Darvis is just rubbing his ropes on the steps uh, until she pretty much does it all. And then they leave and they go and try to find more people to help free Kira from Forge. So then they, you know, that's when they go and they, they recruit Simon again. Um... And then they find out that, you know, a tiefling would be, or a druid would be really handy. Uh, and Simon happens to know a tiefling druid uh, by the name of Doric. Because they dated one time. And uh, she, she was thoroughly unimpressed by how unimpressive he thought he was. I guess that's the way to put it. Like, it was just literally his whole demeanor about himself was really what kind of dragged everything down for them. Mm. Um, but then we meet, then you meet Holga, or Doric, rather. Um, she's a moon druid. She can turn into owl bears and all sorts of stuff. Then they're going over a plan. Actually, it might have been before they even got to Doric, but I know Holga kept saying, oh yeah, they should turn into a deer or they, you know, she kept bringing up the deer thing and Edgin was just like, yeah, a deer in a populated city where there's a million deer um but then there's this cool scene where Doric wild shapes way too many times for a moon <laughs> druid um, but eventually does end up turning into a deer, but she overhears a conversation about the upcoming festival and where they're going to be hiding or, or holding like a bunch of, of artifacts and stuff. And they assume that that's where the tablet would be that forges hiding and keeping from Edgar or Edgin. I'm going to keep 
messing that name up. Um, so then they, they realize that the spell that seals the door is impenetrable or something, uh, unless they had some sort of helmet. Holga recognizes the name of the helmet and says that her tribe of barbarians and whatnot that she lived with, uh, had that in their possession the last she knew. So they go and there was a battle, like a massive battle. And so they start using the speak with dead spell, which also a very funny set of scenes. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. That would have been on my list. Um, and they end up going from family member to family member through this tribe, trying to figure out where this whole helmet, like where this helmet ended up. Um, and it just goes through like a, a whole series of events of this massive war that was happening. And finally they realize they find out that this helmet is, was last in possession by a paladin who belonged to Thay. And um, immediately Edgin doesn't trust the guy because he's Thay and he has a thing about Thay people because they killed his wife. But this paladin is... Honestly, this paladin is definitely what you would think is a stereotypical paladin in D&D. <laughs> you know, it, it, he's like, he's definitely lawful good, and he has really no sense of humor. Mm. Um, he's very... Where in the arena? What's the word? not bland but very matter of a fa- matter of fact and he just tells it how it is um and though he's not in the movie for very long like he's not a permanent fixture in in this particular group they just need him to bring them to the helmet um i really liked how they portrayed him and I really liked the care the the actor who portrayed him. Um, but then you know they have they essentially hunt him down. They track him down, and he agrees to help them. But they have to go to the Underdark, essentially, to get to this helmet. And that's where they fight Thumbershard, or they run from Thumbershard, the 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 chonky red dragon, who is an actual dragon in D&D lore and is extremely <laughs> chonky. Uh, I read all about him. Also, fun fact for people who do play D&D, Wizards of the Coast canonized this movie. Oh. So all of the events that happened in this movie, all the characters in this movie are all canon people in the <laughs> D&D world. <laughs> now... So I thought that was exciting. Yeah. Uh, that's that's awesome. That's cool. You know, imagine being cast and you're an actor or an actress and you're like, oh, can you play in this movie? It's a D&D movie. And then you do and you, you know, you have fun playing it. You learn all about D&D and stuff and you do you do the movie. And then all of a sudden the Wizards of the Coast who owns D&D turns around and says, oh, yeah, your characters are now canon in the world. So they're always going to live on in the D and D lore, you know, uh, 
where was I? Thumbershod. Yeah, they fight some, like, undead, like, I don't know, they bled sand. Like, some other, like, Thay people, like, Thay assassins. They get the helmet. They run from Thumbershod with his little tiny-ass wings and his big, fat, chonky body. Honestly, the most adorable red dragon I've ever seen. Um... I honestly don't remember what happens next. Oh, that's when they go and they, he tries to attune to the helmet a bunch. Gets mm. blown across the beach. Um, and there's something with a wagon. Oh, they ended up finding the hither-thither staff down there. Because that was... Uh, oh, Holga, Holga had it in her possession. It was her ex-husband's walking stick. Because they didn't know it was magical. Uh... That plays a big part because then they like put a portal on a painting and then cover it up, but yeah. then the painting so they falls. Get into the vault. Yeah, because the because he couldn't attune to the so they needed another way in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and all the plans start falling apart. So Edgin starts going back to like Plan B, uh, backup Plan C, things like that. And eventually, they end yeah, up getting the, caught. The painting falls over in the, when they place it in the vault, so that it's just showing the floor. Oh, that's right. So then she's like trying to work an edge of it up through the table that they had put the other end on, and like yeah. she's like, like, well, the rest of them were like, okay, Plan C, and then that's when they tried the illusion thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which to me, that was one of the funniest scenes because it was working. And then all of a sudden his face started drooping and the song started to like go in slow motion. Um, and then I don't remember how they split up, but they ended up all getting caught. Um, yeah. Cause they ended up getting in in right. all the different various ways actually got them into the vault, but the vault was empty. They realized. Yeah. And it was Doric who got in through the portal that was actually where they were holding all like the treasure and wealth from all of like the important people who were visiting for the, the, the festival. Um, but it was not the vault. It was actually below the city near the docks. Um, so the red wizard of Thay who caught Edgin essentially was just going to kill them all. And then, Edgin was like, oh no, let us fight. Let it let us go through the maze. You know, if we're gonna die anyway, give us a fighting chance. And uh Forge was against it, but then the was the red wizard lady, I don't did she did she even have a name? Uh yeah. yeah. She does on her character. Sophina. Um she was like, No, 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 you know what? Let let them die in the arena. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, because she wanted the distraction because she was going to cast that spell during yeah. the yeah the, the on everybody in the arena. Yeah, <clears throat> essentially, she wanted to pretty much just kill everybody in the arena and turn them all into zombies and skeletons, just undead of all sorts. Um, yeah, but we should note that she, even though we keep calling her the Red Wizard, she was disguising herself that she yeah. no one knew she was the Red Wizard except for what's Forge. his face Forge. Forge. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so they end up going through, and this is 
I know this is where one of the Easter eggs was in the movie uh, for anybody who watched the old school D&D cartoon, like from yeah. way back in the day. Um, the One of the other groups in this maze, participating in this maze, was the original cartoon D&D group. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I wish I watched that. And... Uh, I think the only person that they didn't have in that one was they didn't have the 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 horse or the donkey or whatever who was part of that group. But uh, they ended up making it to the cage. Yeah, I'm assuming it was a character, basically. Yeah. But they didn't. But that that's the group that ended up making it to the center of the maze and the cage. But then when they got there, Edgin and his group realized that that's not. The, that's not how you get out of there. That's not that's not what they needed to do. So they ran back to the outside of the maze, ah. and that's where they ended up utilizing the gelatinous cube, uh, evading the displacer beast, and they ended up going below the maze, and then running and coming out where pretty much all of the uh, treasure was. And oh, there's a fucking mosquito. Sorry, it's goddamn things. Um, they steal the ship with all. Yeah, the they steal the ship with all the way. treasure, and then Edgin, looking at everybody, remembering the promise that he made to the paladin about distributing all of the wealth to to the people of Neverwinter, turns the boat around. And they end up putting the hither thither staff underneath all the treasure on the boat, and the other portal coming out of the the blimp or whatever the the hot air balloon that had Forge's face on it. So it looked like he was just vomiting treasure all over the city. And then they went back and um. Well, they also saw the big storm from the the spell forming over the yeah that's arena. yeah that's what really made him start to think and yeah so they use that with the balloon to to draw people out of the arena to follow the treasure trail yep <clears throat> did you mention how cool the balloon itself was because i think we all love that the one vomiting all the treasure yeah yeah you did mention that vomiting part but yeah i remember just really loving that balloon before he vomited the gold i thought it was awesome um and then they go back and they end up facing off against the 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 now exposed Res, red wizard Sophia. Um, a fight ensues in the courtyard. There's an animated object that they end up fighting. Uh, Doric turns into an owl bear, and then that's where they pretend to essentially. She does her time stop thing near the end, and uh, they pretend to be frozen by it and yeah because the daughter snuck up to her while she was invisible and put that anti-magic thing on her so she yeah. couldn't actually cast magic and technically she si- simon had countered it but they all pretended uh that they that it went through um and then yeah she was she was shackled with the anti-magic bracelet and then dork came in and just beat the piss out of her like the Hulk and Loki and one in the Avengers movie. Um, but 
not before i mean by by that time you find out that holga was stabbed with the red wizard's blade at some point during the the uh the fight and the biggest part with the red wizard blades is they can't be healed by normal magic um and so holga ends up passing away she dies and kira and edgin are you know on either side of her and he holds up the tablet of reawakening who he you know he was going to use that to bring you know his wife back and kira's mom back but you know seeing the bond that kira had with holga and you know holga being his best friend you know he essentially tells his daughter, you know, I can only use this once. And his daughter decides to tell him to use it. And they bring yeah, Holga back. Basically because, well, like, her mom died when she was a baby baby. Right. And yeah. so basically Holga has been her mom for right. most of her life. Right. <laughs> uh, and the first thing out of Holga's mouth when she gets brought back is, ah, oh, you use it. Why'd you use that thing on me? You know? Um... But then she smiles, and that's essentially the movie. I, I, was there anything actually at the end? End. I know they all went back to the like the elf place in the forest and were drinking. Uh, what's his face tries to escape using that guy again, but they bricked off the window. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever. For, yeah, Forge, Forge. gets arrested, <laughs> and then he tries to do the same scene as the very opening scene and use Jonathan as an escape mechanism. But yeah, they bricked up the window that he plummeted through before. Um. So yeah, that was essentially the movie. Uh, I'm you know I'm sure there's more that I missed. The movie itself got oh you know what before I say anything on a scale from one to ten, cat if you're there. What would you give this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? Um, maybe an 8. 8. eight Don, Donnie, what would you give this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? Yeah, probably an 8. Okay, Rob. 9. nine. He's not in his room, but he yelled 9. Uh, I'm probably going to give it probably about a 9, too. Um, IMDb rating... Um, from 144,000 reviews gives it a 7.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which I always forget which one this one's for, but there's the tomato meter and then the audience score. The tomato meter, it gets a 90% on the tomato meter. And it got a 93% from audience scores. So it was a very... Um, successful movie i'm hoping that they do a sequel you know uh donnie i don't know if you were here when i said that all of the characters and stuff that happened that were in this movie and all the stuff that happened in this movie wizards of the coast made canon in the lore yeah aren't they the ones that released the character sheets or was that I mean, that was just to show the character sheets for these characters because, yeah, but like afterwards, Wizards of the Coast actually decided, hey, in all of the books and stuff moving forward, like any time that, you know, they, cool. they might show up again kind of thing. And, you That's know, cool. from a and ds perspective, because we already did the episode where we, where we talked about their character sheets, these guys, with the exception of Zank, who was the paladin... 
Forge, who is an antagonist, and Sofina, which was the Red Wizard of Thay, they were all higher levels in D&D terms. But Doric, Edgin, Holga, Simon were all only level fives. I mean, they were broken ass level yeah, fives. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. They they had they had special unique powers and gifts and whatever. They were definitely NPC level fives, not PC level fives. But um, yeah. <clears throat> Anything else anybody wants to talk about? I've been talking way too much. My, my mouth is dry. I blame Rob. Who's in the kitchen currently? Cat, what else do you want to say about this movie? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I wasn't entirely expecting to be here today. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of popped in after watching us yep. get the shit scared out of us in Demon. Well, to be fair, I didn't find out what we were doing. None of us found out what we were doing it on until a little bit before you did. <sighs> true. Okay. Just true. a little before you did. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long since I've watched it. I'm just lucky that I watched it so many times that I can re- you know remember all of it. And I mean, again, I didn't, I didn't go over every single scene, you know, scene by scene. There's definitely stuff that I glanced and skipped over, but I'm fairly certain I hit all the major plot points. And so, uh, I I do highly, I'm pretty sure the consensus across the board here tonight is we all highly recommend this movie. Uh, now do you guys think that even people who don't understand D&D or play D&D would still enjoy this movie for what it is? Yes. Yes. I actually had a friend who texted me and they're like, hey, I'm going to go see this movie. And then after the fact came through and I was like, I don't see why this had to be a D&D movie in particular. Because they know nothing of D&D. And just enjoyed the movie as it was. But that also means they missed a lot of the references. Right. Yeah. I will say, like, I, 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 I feel like, I feel like that's going to be the case where you don't have to be a D and D fan or know anything about D and D to enjoy the movie. It's very but, visually appealing and it's got a lot of action, so I think they, they did well with keeping it something interesting for the uninitiated to D and D. Yeah, but I do feel like if you are interested in D and D, or if you do play D and D, you'll you'll get the little references and nuances that they've put into the movie and it'll just make it more enjoyable. You know, uh, like I, I, the very first time I watched it, I went through thinking about it at, from a DM perspective, you know, and I was like trying to name off all the monsters and, and, and I mean, we kind of had already known their classes before seeing the movie. Um, but, and then I, each time I watched it after that, I picked up a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, yeah, there's an insane amount of detail that they put in. How many, Cat? Did, did you pick up on the, the fact that Holga, the barbarian, her ex-husband, when she went and visited her ex-husband, uh, was played by, uh... Uh, I believe it's Matthew McConaughey. No, it was Matt uh, Matthew. Uh, uh, was it Matthew McConaughey? I don't think it was. I'm trying. I'm to about to look now. I'm trying to remember now. Um, but 
Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Fuck. Bradley Cooper. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Did you pick up uh, on that? No, I didn't. Oh. Did you pick up that he was like a halfling or something? I think he was like no, wasn't, wasn't he? Wasn't he? I think he's a gnome. Or a gnome? Yeah. He was small voice. Yeah, because she's supposed to be a halfling barbarian. And he was smaller than her? And he was smaller than her. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, Rob, do you have anything else that you'd like to add to stuff about the movie? Yeah. He's hustling through the house. The only other thing I was going to say, because I heard you ask if people thought it would be, uh, is entertaining for people that don't play D and D, and the answer is I don't. I still think they would think it was a good movie, but they wouldn't enjoy it as much. Because, right. Yeah. Right. But I, so I think that's like a lot of the reason why it's got like a seven on the regular or Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a nine, but on like regular reviews, it's a seven point something. Because people are like, oh, it's a good movie, but like if you don't get like the little like who knows if they don't know what the turtle and this cube is or like what the the, the, um, the mimic. Stuff on, yeah. The mimic. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, it's a good adventure story, but yeah. Like, you don't get the whole Yeah. The, the little nuances are going to make it, they're going to, they're going to make it even better for the people who enjoy D&D stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's fucking, that's the D&D movie, Honor Amongst Thieves. Go watch it. That's, that's the rundown for that movie. Rob's over at the door letting Matilda out. Did you have a science corner this week? I do. Oh, boy. I gave Rob his science corner for this week. He forgot it already? Yeah, probably. My kangaroos are just dogs that went to prison. Or not dogs, fuck deer. That went to prison. Okay, yeah, yeah he, did dogs, <laughs> he did remember. He did remember. So there's a lot about that to, that I uh, that I'd like to argue with, but... I'm not going to. There was a visual. I don't know if you've seen the visual. There's a lot there, to argue with. There was wrong. a visual. That's because it's incorrect. Um, <laughs> it is absolutely incorrect. It was. Let me see. I think the visual was in this chat. Yeah, no. using visuals on a podcast. Professionals. We guy. always do. Yeah. Where Where do you post that, that picture? I might have sent it directly to Rob. No, because no, you saw it too, I didn't you? I've never seen it too. Fuck, I don't know. Let me look. I thought it was in the... I thought it was in this chat, but I don't... I mean, I went pretty high. Been there. I mean... Yeah. Oh, well. I've got it in my phone. I'll send it to Discord real quick. Yeah, I don't know. Because I want Kat to see it so she can be like, this is all sorts of wrong. <laughs> oh, it's very, very much wrong. Incorrect. Factually incorrect. But it's funny because I can see it. Hmm. Nope. Anyway, apparently kangaroos are just deer that have been imprisoned or something. Even though 
There's so many things wrong with that. Uh, like, oh boy, an actual science corner. Okay. Uh, hey, hold up. They're moving to trials for a new drug in China, I think, or Japan that can regrow teeth. But nice. It's not for like older people that have lost their teeth. It's for like special diseases that cause your teeth to not grow properly or something. It can fix it and grow your teeth now. All right. So teeth cloning. Gotcha. There you go, cat. There's our visual representation of deer, jacked up deer. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, right. That's yeah, I agree. I mean, I get it. It's visually similar, and you can you can see it. But yeah, no. Not to mention, where the hell's that kangaroo's pouch? Don't kangaroos have pouches? Females, Oh. Only the females? Yeah. Man. Alright. Well, anyway, that was our episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Cat, uh, what the hell are you going to do at work now? Because normally you listen to these episodes at work, but you already heard the whole episode. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Man. Figure it out. God dang. I'll listen to an older episode. Alright. You can go listen to the episode that we talked about the character sheets on these characters. That'll be probably my fourth time listening to that one, though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what, Rob? No. No, she's still upset with you. <laughs> so. All right. Well, with that being said, everybody, life advice, I, I, you know, take it one day at a time. And don't take life too seriously because none of us make it out alive. How's that? Good life advice. Boom. Did it. Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Confessor underscore X on Twitter and at Confessor X on Twitch. Right? Yes. Got it. Nailed it. He's in the kitchen. So... He's meandered away from his computer. That's why I'm doing stuff for him. Uh, Donnie, where can people find you on the internet? At Jack's Force Walker, all one word. I'm just, I'm taking everybody's lines now. <laughs> Donnie, you got nothing? Donnie gone? All right. The deer got him. I guess so, yeah. He ran away from that kangaroo deer. Cat, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at uh, LCat50000L. Had to make it weird. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I didn't realize that that first letter was an L. It's lowercase. That's, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, so. I thought it was just an uppercase I for some reason. I yeah, I'll have to fix it at some point. Um, is that all that you... you uh, when do you stream? Uh, it's inconsistent, but I hope to get back around to it sometime soon. Inconsistent. Yeah. When are you I joined Twitter a lot. When are you going to stream MS Paint? Um, undecided. Alright, well, that's not a never, so I'll take it. <laughs> What's up, Rob? I was going to say, I know what Donnie would say. You can find Donnie yeah. at Jack's I already said that. Oh. Yeah, I already said oh. that. And then I said, I'm taking everybody's lines today. Yeah. And now he he just hasn't said anything since. 
Uh, as always, everybody, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jax Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on Instagram, no, on eBay at Searching for Devin, uh, buying waffle makers. I don't know. I don't know what department Devin's in anymore. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We love you. Uh, be safe and fuck Booster Gold. And I don't have the goddamn outro music. Fuck Booster Gold. <laughs> and outro. Interrupt, right? Yes, yes. Alright, cool. The outros are interruptible. The intros I always restart every time somebody messes it up. <laughs> I, I always have to mute. I don't know if a little sibling was going to run through the hole. Well, good to know for future reference, I'll have to send you the outro, Rob.